I'm Elena Becker, and this is PS, the Puget Sound Podcast, where we're talking with members of our community about their Puget Sound experiences. Today, we're recording from Moonyard Studio in Tacoma, Washington, and our guest is Kat Shank, a senior from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Kat, good morning. Good morning, Elena. Thanks for coming to join me on the podcast. Yes, thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm delighted to talk to you. Um, And I am particularly delighted to talk to you because you were going into your senior year. You have, in fact, already started your senior year at Puget Sound. Yeah, day two. Day two. (laughs) Um, By the time this airs, we will be maybe a couple weeks in, but today, indeed, day two. So you have a whole Puget Sound journey to really look back on. I do, yeah. Why don't we start out by, you're from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm Mm-hmm. What brings somebody from Albuquerque all the way up here (laughs) to (laughs) Tacoma, Washington? Yeah. Well, a couple things. I was definitely searching for a small liberal arts college just because that kind of reflected my high school experience. And what I appreciated about my high school was the small class sizes and the intimate relationships that I developed with peers as well as my teachers. Where did you go to high school? Bosky School. Okay. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty small school. And so I realized that I wanted to continue that. Um, after spending a couple years at a bigger high school, I realized that just wasn't the right fit for me. Yeah. And so that narrowed my search. And I have family on the West Coast. And so I wanted to look for colleges on the West Coast just because that's where I want to set my roots down. Mm-hmm. Um, and Puget Sound stood out to me. A friend recommended it. And it was also on the list of colleges that change lives. And that kind of stood out. Um, and then when I visited, it really became clear that I saw myself here and had that kind of classic, it feels right, um, sensation both times that I was on campus. Um, so it just kind of, it checked the boxes and it also felt right. Can you say a little more about what that experience was like? Because I think in admission, we talk a lot about kind of amorphous concepts, like you'll find your fit. Or you'll feel Mm -hmm. like it's right. And I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about, like, some of the experiences you had when you visited or... What that is. Yeah, Yeah. what contributed to you feeling like, oh, this feels good and comfortable and, like, where I want to go. Well, I visited in the fall for the first time and... The fall of your senior year? The fall of my senior Mm -hmm. year. Um, And a few of the things that stood out on that visit were my interactions just with strangers around campus. Yeah. They were welcoming and friendly, and that was something... That really stood out to me compared to visits at other schools. Mm. People seemed really excited and passionate to be here at Puget Sound. Um, And seeing that reflected in kind of the everyday life of students and faculty here made me realize there must be something really good going on Mm. at Puget Sound if everybody seems that excited to have me on campus as a prospective student. Um, I remember getting a drink at Diversions Cafe before my tour, and the barista was just so excited that I was here. And I was like, wow, we have never met. You know nothing (laughs) about me. Why are you so happy to see me? Um, And that was just kind of a memorable moment, I'd say. So that just made me think there must be something really good going on here if everybody is so happy. And... um, Then when I came back in the spring of my senior year trying to narrow my decision, I spent the night um, through the campus visit program, and that was really helpful for me because it allowed me to see what student life at Puget Sound is beyond kind of the campus visit tour and all of those programs. Um, And even though I wasn't a perfect match with the student I was staying with, 
it gave me a better sense of the variety and the breadth of students at Puget Sound. And seeing her interact with her friends, it was just like, yeah, this would be something that I could do and would feel comfortable doing and just being in the diner and seeing um, different groups of first-year students and returning students. It just seemed like the right kind of place for me. I think you're getting at something really important, which is the value of the... When I'm talking to like big groups of people, I sort mm-hmm. of call this off-roading yeah. during your college visit, but the value of doing something that is different than what is like formal and planned yes. and boxed mm-hmm. out. And I don't say that because I think the things that are planned don't have value. They absolutely do. But they're I different. I work in the admission office. People invest a lot of time <laughs> and effort in trying to thoughtfully create those programs. Um, but they're designed to be an overview, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you are actually out and about in the world of University of Puget Sound, you do have experiences that just by their nature are a little more personal. Like you mentioned with the barista in diversions, or I am quite a bit older than you. But back in the day, um, when I visited Puget Sound as a high school senior, I remember it so clearly standing at the sink in the bathrooms in Wyatt Hall, and they give you those folders when you visit. And I had set my folder on top of the paper towels to wash my hands. And the woman next to me, who was obviously an enrolled student, like she had a backpack on, right, Mm -hmm. um, looks over at me and is like, how's your visit? Oh, And I remember feeling like, how do you know, right? Like, what is, and it (laughs) took me a couple of beats to put together, like, oh, she Uh, saw the folder. She asked, but like your thing with the barista, I remember feeling like, whoa, they right. see like she's me. they're interested yeah, in having me here. Right. She's yeah. not paid to talk to me. Right. And she's doing it anyway. Or a similar experience when I visited yes. a class, right? People were kind and welcoming and well beyond the spaces where I knew that they need, were supposed to be. Right. And the professor engaged me in my class visit. Yeah. I mean, all of those I like the term off-roading. I think that's a great way to put it because you do, even if you're not doing anything specific and just walking around campus and mm-hmm. seeing, hey, are the students smiling at me? Are they engaging with strangers and people around them more than just being caught in their bubble, I think is also a good indicator of how welcoming is this place to new people. I tell people a lot of times when they're visiting, if you're not sure how to do that or how to like mm-hmm. how to create one of those experiences, to pretend that you're lost, <laughs> even yeah, if you know exactly <laughs> where you're going. And that's just another really nice metric yeah. of how how friendly are people? How willing are they to help? How community-minded is this place? Yeah. How well do students actually know their way around, right? Can you stop mm-hmm. somebody? I mean, there's a sliding scale of this. If you happen to stop a first-year student in the first week of college, they might be like, oh, I'm lost too. Right? <laughs> yeah, I have never been to that building. I don't know. Um, but that's another really nice barometer of the things that we're talking about, kind of the X factor that starts yes. to color in your larger experience of visiting a school. Yeah, I'd say so. When you actually got here after those two visits— what was that like? Did you feel like your experience as a student matched up with what you had felt on your visit right away? Did it take you a little while to get your feet under you? I think for the most part, it did align itself with what I perceived Puget Sound would be and mm-hmm. has kind of continued to prove itself throughout the last three years being yeah. here, which I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, that's not to say, though, that it was just smooth sailing from day one. And I think that that's something we could talk a lot more about that. And to know that that's going to happen, even if you found the right fit and all of these kind of bigger questions in the college search, you're still going to have some tumultuous experiences that first mm-hmm. semester and that first year and throughout college for that matter. It's still your real but, life. I think right. we sometimes talk about it like you're going to, I don't know what the right word is even, but 
have sort of like a like it'll be four years of camp. Right. And you still mm-hmm. have to do your laundry. You, right? <laughs> like you still have really great things happen to you and you still will have hard things that you bump into. And that's into a good and, thing. That's right. part of the whole growing process. So if right. it was smooth sailing from day one, my first year on campus, I don't think I would have grown and experienced as much as I would have. Yeah had gone through all those things i feel the same way where my first year of college was good right like Mm -hmm. overall it was good success yeah Yeah. yeah, right (laughs) but it was it wasn't easy all the time and that's something Mm -hmm. that i actually think people with my profession could talk about more because we want to talk about the positive things about these places we love and that have given us so much um and they are positive and Mm -hmm. i try to be thoughtful about when you are 16 or 17 and thinking about where you might go to college, everything feels bigger than it is when you get there. So I, mm. I try to be thoughtful about I don't want to scare somebody who has not had their own experiences to hold this up against. But I think right. it is good to know that you'll have some personal responsibility for your experience. You, you will have to do some work to and get the things that you want. You know, even if you find I mean, the whole right fit is such a buzzword, <laughs> but let's say you find that right fit, which for me, I think Puget Sound was a really great fit. Yeah. You're still going to have to, like you're saying, Lena, put in the work to create the community and create yeah. the experiences that you want out of a place. And so there were definitely times that first year where I was like, okay, I really am enjoying these groups of people that I'm spending time with, but I want to branch out and right. I want to meet more people. And that doesn't happen automatically. And I think that's something that you realize in college is that you do have to kind of put yourself out there. And sometimes it's uncomfortable and doesn't go great. But each time you do it, it becomes more comfortable. And eventually it won't be as kind of this big daunting thing to accomplish. And just to illustrate that point, will you talk a little bit about how you've layered community over your time at Puget Sound? Does yeah. that question make sense? Yeah, I think so. Just yeah. like creating creating my groups. Yeah. Where yes. What are your groups and where have they come from? Yeah. Um, well, I'm still friends with some people that I lived with on the third floor of Schiff my first year. <laughs> I'm living with two of them um this year, which is kind of a fun kind of continuity of all four years on campus. Um so there definitely were some from that first year. And I think living in Schiff Hall was a great experience for me because so Schiff Hall is one of our themed residence halls, and mm-hmm. um, it has an emphasis on kind of outdoor adventure and activities. Um, not all students in the dorm are, you know, hiking Mount Rainier every weekend and doing these intense things, but we all have this kind of general interest in spending time outdoors in whatever way that shows up for us. And I found that to be really helpful in creating an initial community because um, it drew me and all of these other people together and we all had this shared interest and that definitely helped kind of create this first group for me. Um, and then from that, I definitely found groups um, through my jobs on campus. So I work in the campus visit program um, and started working there my first year on campus mm-hmm. um, as a first year host. And that has been a big kind of part of my experience throughout campus um, and have appreciated all of the experiences I've gotten from that group of students working together. Um, and then beyond that, I, let's see, what else do I do on campus? Oh my goodness. Um, my major in the religious studies department has brought me together with people who are interested 
intellectually in the same things. Mm-hmm. And that's been a big kind of source of community. Um, a couple times during the semester, uh, the religious studies major and minors, kind of an extended friends of the department, all gather and have dinner. And that's kind of a wonderful way to bring together this like extended group of people that share similar interests and in academic pursuits. Where do you have the dinner? Uh, at students' houses. And so oh. it's, yeah, it kind of rotates between houses off campus. Um, which Does is everybody bring too. something? Is that the... We normally have it catered from Gateway to India because it is oh, a club. By the department? By the department, yes. That's so the, very nice. It's super lovely and yeah. we all get to enjoy good food and conversation. <laughs> and so that's really kind of been a fun um, kind of line throughout my years here. And yeah, I'd say those are kind of the big ones. Want to learn more about the time classics professor Eric Orland staged a mock siege of Athens in Wyatt Hall? I'm Tori Henson, Assistant Director of Admission and Transfer Admission Coordinator at Puget Sound, and you can go to pugetsound.edu stories to read about Reacting to the Past, Athens versus Sparta in 2019. How did you come to major in religious studies? Good question. Um, I never thought that I would be a religious studies major, um, but I'm happy to be one today, <laughs> is what I'd say. <laughs> I think you could apply that exact same phrase to probably like 60 or 70 percent of the students on our campus. I think that's true, and yeah. I think that's a good, healthy thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, when you graduate high school, you have this expectation of, oh, I'm going to be a biology major, and I'm going to do this and this and this. And sometimes when you get to school, and you take a class and you're like, you know what, actually, I'm super interested in history. I'm right. going to pursue this. It's like, awesome. Go for it. Yeah. Lean in. Lean in. Totally. Yeah. So that's essentially what I did. Um, and I took a religious studies class um, on Chinese religious traditions mm-hmm. with Jonathan Stockdale, uh, who is still one of my favorite professors on <laughs> campus, <laughs> and going to his class later today, which I'm excited about. Um But essentially, I just fell in love with the professors in the department and started taking classes. And then I was taking more class and I was like, wow, I think I'm pretty interested in this topic. Um, And I'm not a religious individual, but have found it really enlightening to study religions and how they shape cultures and have influence on cultures that we think are secular, like the United States. Right. And so it's been a really wonderful way to reflect on my own experiences in the U.S. and how people in the United States will reflect and kind of perceive other cultures around the world based on religions um, and learning about power dynamics. I mean, there's so many different things within religious right. studies that are not just learning about Judaism or Buddhism or Christianity that are much more kind of broader theoretical impacts of religion on people and humanity that I find super interesting. So, And you should feel totally free to corroborate or dispute this. But one thing yeah. that I think nearly everybody finds to be true at Puget Sound, regardless of the actual content of your major, is that a lot of the value 
of your college degree is not necessarily from like the content you are working through in class. And I mm, think there are some mm-hmm. majors where it is more that way. If you're a biology major, you need the content. You right. need to learn how cell works, right. right? If you're a religion major, you need to know some basic stuff about major world religions. Right. But I also think like I just to draw on my own experience, have this very clear memory of this moment in my senior year. And I was a sociology and anthropology major where I remember thinking, oh, I got smarter. Mm. And I was working on a midterm paper and I remember feeling like I was so undaunted by this 10-page paper that in my right. first year of college, I was like, a 10-page paper? And <laughs> like, it freaked me out so much. And by my right. senior year, it didn't. Right. I was organizing my ideas better and more sharply yeah. than I had before. I was asking better, more interesting questions. I was supporting the answers to those questions more effectively. And I remember getting to that point and thinking, I am a smarter thinker. I am a better person. And I communicate more clearly yeah. because of these four years. And I think that that, yeah, I think we'll get that in any department that you're on campus. And it's just how that manifests will change. But I think that's kind of, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Are you writing a senior thesis this year? So I did mine early. I did it last year. (laughs) A junior thesis? (laughs) A junior. Um, The religious studies department is a little bit different in how we do kind of the classic senior thesis. So you're required to take two 400-level classes, and each has a topic. So last fall, one was on um, the body in comparative religions, so learning about how different religions and groups of people perceive the body and interact like the physical with body. the physical human yeah. body. Um, and that was fascinating. So I wrote mm-hmm. a 25-page paper on Tibetan sky burials Mm. uh, and Tibetan Buddhism, and that was wonderful. And then in the spring semester, I took the second 400-level class, and that class was about violence and religion um, and was wonderful and really disputed kind of the facts or the idea that, oh, all religions are inherently violent Mm. and all of these things. But it also discussed how some religions have these violent tendencies and it broke down the kind of stereotypes and also created new ideas about why that might be. Um, and I wrote a my second kind of thesis, if you want to call it that, on um, child sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. Um, and so, yeah, so I've done mine. And now I'm done. And which that's, is nice. those, that's your major capstone project. Those are the major capstone projects. So, each was, you know, 25 pages or so, which is the equivalent to a regular thesis mm-hmm. program. Um, this or this semester, I'm enrolled in a um, thesis class for my minor, which is not a requirement, but um, I but wanted you just to, want to write a paper. I just wanted to write another <laughs> thesis, I guess. What's your minor? Uh, it's in Asian studies, mm-hmm. um, and. This summer, I was able to study and do research in Southeast Asia um, on ecotourism. Where were you at? I was in Vietnam, Cambodia, and Thailand, Mm -hmm. and it was just a phenomenal experience for both my research and for myself because I hadn't traveled (laughs) before like that. Um, And so this fall, I'm going to kind of write a paper to culminate that experience and then integrate the ethnographic research I did with more scholarly literature that already exists mm-hmm. on the topic. Um, so I guess I do have one more thesis, <laughs> but it's not for my major, so it doesn't seem quite as It's just as a like, thesis for fun. It's a thesis for fun, and I've done a couple, so it's not a big deal anymore, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. <laughs> I 
conclude all of our conversations by asking everybody the same four questions. Yes. Okay. And the first one of those questions is, what's the best place on campus? The best place on campus, I'd have to say um, the President's Woods are a lovely place just to kind of get away from groups of people and buildings if you just want a little escape with the trees. And it's just a little nestled part on the north end of campus. What are you reading right now? I haven't started anything new, but last week I finished uh, Refuge, which is a book by Terry Tempest William Williams, and it's about um, her experience with her mother's breast cancer and her own family's kind of like struggle through that. And it's written um, with a lot of kind of like nature metaphors. She's a passionate birder, and so mm. I learned about birds <laughs> and about these kinds of hardships and how her family with weathered all of it. Best place to eat in Tacoma. Ooh, I'd have to say, oh my goodness, Thai orchid is really delicious. I love Thai food, and it's like a two-minute walk from my house, so you can't go wrong. <laughs> and lastly, what makes Puget Sound special? Oh my gosh, so many things. Um, I think going back to what I said at the beginning of this was that people are welcoming and friendly, and that is something that I appreciate every day, whether it's running into a friend that I know on campus or an acquaintance or someone I truly have never met before, but just smiles as we're walking on commencement walk. It's that just kind of can pull you out of a, you know, funky headspace that you're in that day and just reinforces the sense of community that Puget Sound offers. Kat Shank, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much, Elena. to our guest and to you, the listener. You can follow Puget Sound on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at UNIV, U-N-I-V, Puget Sound. And we hope you'll join us next time for another episode of P.S., the Puget Sound Podcast. Podcast.